Welcome to the Reckoning Podcast, where we stoke a campfire, gather around, and have real-life conversations with old friends, new friends, professionals, and just shoot the shit. Reckoning all things from hunting, outdoors, beauty, entrepreneurship, relationships, life, and more. It's all just a reckoning. This week, I am so excited because I am joined by some very special guests, Cooper my son, my oldest, and Cody, who you've met before. And then also there's some guest appearances from our little guy, Rivers. I wanted to have Coop on kind of for some selfish reasons, just in the fact that he just finished up his second year hunting in Idaho. And I really wanted to be able to capture those memories from his point of view and just be able to replay all that. Because as you know, as time goes on, things start to fade and it's really fun just being able to get his insight on everything and just capturing where he is in life and his thought process. So that is what we did on this episode. We talked about his rifle deer hunt in Idaho and we break down kind of everything leading up to it, where we camped, the day by day, what happened with Cooper's hunt and spoiler alert, how he got his first deer and what that experience was like for him. And then also what the experience was like for us as a family. Cooper also gives some really great insight for those that are either wanting to take their kids out and wanting to introduce them, or this is actually an episode that you could listen to with your kids because it's us and our kids hanging out. We're pretty open with them, just FYI. But he gives great advice to the kids as well out there wanting to get into hunting or maybe just needing a little bit of a pep talk because he likes to keep it real and he's honest when it comes to his answers and then just also some things that he's learned along the way. All right, Coop, welcome to the show. We just finished eating dinner yeah. and we decided it was time to finally sit down and record our podcast, huh? Yep. What are we going to talk about today? My Idaho deer hunt. Yeah, we are. We ate dad's deer, right? Yeah. From this year, his roast. Yep. Was it pretty tasty? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to start off with, though, something because you're my guest on the podcast. Okay. And something that I always ask my guests is I love hearing... What was your first memory outdoors? Can you think of what your first memory outdoors was? Like hunting? Yeah. Or just being outdoors. Do you have a hunt? Probably my first rabbit. Your first rabbit? Mm -hmm. We were driving in the buggy and I don't know, it was a long time ago. A long time ago? How old do you think you were? I think I was like five. Yeah, just a little guy? Yeah. That was your first vivid memory hunting? Yep. Nice. So we're going to discuss your Idaho deer hunt yeah. because you're old enough to hunt in the state of Idaho and this is your second go round. 2022 yeah. is your second go round on this deer hunt. How did 2021 go for you that season? We saw a lot more big deer. Yeah. Um, I missed twice on the same deer. One was not your fault. One was not my fault. No. And that's fault. did you eat tag soup? <laughs> Do you know what that saying is? No. You didn't eat tag soup in 2021? You didn't get to eat a deer? Oh. So you had to eat your tag? Yeah. Yeah. So we went back. We decided it was time to go back because you mm -hmm. saw a lot of great deer. Let's go back to last year. At what point did you start hunting a deer last year? We got Coop his first tag in Idaho and took him up there. Thought he was well aware of the circumstances. And it wasn't till day four, three or four. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're sitting around the campfire. And he says, it's not. Nope. He, how many deer did you pass to that point? Fifteen? Probably. Two points, spikes, three points. We tried to get on a four-point opening morning. We lost him. We didn't lose him, but we got snowed out where we couldn't see right. him. Right. So we backed out and kept hunting, and you kept passing deer, and then sitting around the campfire and talking, you told us, I'm going to hold out for a big one, because I know if this is anything like the Utah Limited Entry Hunts, There's I'm going to hold deer. out for a big one. Yeah. And then we had to explain to you 
This is not a Utah limited entry hunt. <laughs> Just because we've seen some big deer doesn't mean they're normal on this unit. Yeah. And it's your first deer. Well, let's get a respectable deer, but we're not hunting for the biggest deer on the mountain, are we? No. You wanted to feed your family, if I remember right, is what you told me? Yep. So we started hunting the next few days, hiked a little further, hiked a little higher. Didn't work out. No. Ended up trying a two-point on the last night we could hunt, right? Yep. First time he was moving a lot, chasing does. Dad dialed the wrong range. He moved a lot closer. We didn't redial a range. But we were kind of split up because mom was your mentor last year, right? Mm-hmm. So she had the range finder and stuff. We should have coordinated a little better. But you did great. And I have to say, from my perspective, the fact that you were willing to let your mom mentor you, even though we didn't get anything, I'd say, like, being able to go up and spend a whole day with you on the mountains is one of my favorite memories. Yeah. That's something I cherish a lot. And watching you and helping you, you were wanted to build me a fire because it was freaking cold, huh? Yeah. Building a fire and kind of helping you and showing you some tricks that I had learned from my dad while hunting and being able to pass those along to you. And then just getting to sit up there with you. And that's one of my favorite memories. But it didn't work out. Nope. First deer tag with your mom. What do you tell her? Thanks. (laughs) Thanks for nothing. (laughs) Thanks for taking me. You're welcome. <laughs> so the, Should we tell how you ended up mentoring him? What do you mean? I already had too many deer tags. You did already have too many deer tags. It was my turn. <laughs> how many did you have? Three. I think just two. Okay, I had none. Therefore, I win. Yeah. That seems this fair. is true. <laughs> And then after I got it, I was like, shit, did I just take something away from you? Because, like, you're taking your kid on your first, your son on his first hunt. Then I kind of felt bad. I kind of felt like that was a dick move. <laughs> but it worked out. A little bit. We spent. <laughs> you got to help. It was just like when it was go time. Me and Coop. You were, you were completely there. Aside from that day. And then you were just across the mountain bitching at us. Just across the canyon, class. <laughs> I was helping. Because we were in those. Everybody knows this. That's gone out and hunted enough. Like from one side, it can look like they're right there, but then you're sitting there and you can't see the damn deer because they're just right underneath. Fire in elevation. You, you Even ribs chipping, two, chiming in on this. Two, three. Me and you hiked up just as big of a mountain, huh? Uh Uh-huh. Did you hunt with Daddy that day? Yeah. And did you see the deer? Yes. Were they right below me and Cooper? Uh (laughs) (laughs) And we hiked the same canyon again this year, and what did you have to say about your little brother, Coop? Wow. Good job. (laughs) He was impressed. I just went down it, and it was tough. The Good job brother going hiked up. up and down it last yeah. year. Yeah, I just had to go down it. Pretty steep. Good work, Riv. But it was a good learning experience. I mean, kind of got a lay of the land and learned all that. And then we got to spend an awesome family vacation together. With good friends. With good friends. And then this year we decided it was time to go back because Coop could go back, hunt again. And this year, Cody got the tag. <laughs> I donated $385 for a doe tag just so I could mentor my son. Reckoning Bought it. Donated. Reckoning donated. Good point. Reckoning donated a $385 doe tag on a unit we would won't hunt, probably will never get to hunt. But it was That's what it takes. Worth it to be able to go mentor Cooper. And so that's what we decided. We had finally, we were stressing out about getting it to because our friends weren't able to go with us. So this year it was, as a family, tags. it was us going, huh? Yep. So we got it all situated. It was time to go. What were your thoughts before we left? 
like going back, we're going back to Idaho. You've seen the deer there. What are you thinking is going to go down? This is all your hunt. I have a doe tag in the different region. Dad is just mentoring at this point. Yeah. The whole family's there just for Cooper. What are your thoughts? Like, what are you thinking? Okay, last year I saw some decent deer right in the canyon that were basically camped and hanging out. What are you thinking? I was thinking we saw a bunch of two points. We saw a few decent ones, and I was hoping we that those few decent two points would be three points this year. Yeah, and we knew we were going to go for, what, eight, nine days? So yeah. we knew we had the time to be there, too. Yeah. We loaded up all this stuff, planned out all the mills, and it was go time. It was time to head up to Idaho. And we get there, find a beautiful camp, there are a shit ton of people, huh? So many people. Lots more people than we were used to last year. Yeah. But we kind of got a feel last year on what people do. Thought we had a plan to get ahead of the game, right? Yeah. So we got all set up, and this was the day before opening morning. And got all set up, had beautiful camp. And just as soon as we finished setting up, what started? What did Dad find? Of course, Dad. It would be hard to miss at some point. <laughs> what did we see? Do you remember what we saw? Big Came right black. into camp. Oh, a moose. We Young did. Moose, huh? We saw the moose. So it was feeling like, oh yeah. Opening morning happens. What do you guys do? What's the game plan for opening morning when we get there? Coop. I think we hiked, didn't we hike up the mountain from camp? Yep. We hiked up the big mountain from camp and we we went up and glassed every once in a while when we could. We hiked up mostly in the dark. Yeah. Half the way up the mountain was dark. We got to the big saddle we wanted to be in at light because a lot of people take off from the road and start pushing up there and we watched a lot of deer last year funnel through that saddle huh yeah that would be in a good spot and how did it go down what were your thoughts on of opening morning what was happening what were you what were you seeing lots of people um we saw one little two point how how far was it like 800 yards no, I think it was like 425 yards. A bunch saw, of does. We, we saw three two points and a bunch of does at first light, watching people hike up ridges, watching the two points circle around guys. <laughs> that was pretty funny, huh? Yeah. Watch guys hiking up, deer go in the trees, up or down the canyon, loop around them, come back out behind them. <laughs> so right at first light, heard something below us, got excited, told you to get ready. Guy hikes out underneath us, 80 yards below us, right? Yep. Clear our throat, asked you what he, what you wanted to do next, made sure he knew we were there. He looked at us ignorantly, turned, turned, kept hiking right through the saddle, crossed up the other side of the saddle, and set, about the same, set down about the same elevation we were. Started looking. So we talked about it. We sat there for a minute. Decided trying to come up with a game plan on what to do now. We could go east, try and go around him, hike past him, what we wanted to do. Heard something else, doe run up, 20 yards below him. He never saw her. (laughs) And then she crossed into the next basin. So we decided let's hike into that next basin. It would suck hiking around the next basin and up into that other canyon, but... Yeah. We were going to try it, and that guy took off and tried to cut us off again, so we just went back to the ridge and hiked up, and where he finally decided to go right, we went left and got up to that other big saddle we wanted to hunt, right? Yep. How did that go? How many more bucks did we see? Three. I think we saw four more. Hiked up to the second saddle and up around, followed the ridge up around a complete different basin than we planned on hunting. I think we saw three other two points 
one up in the pines under the cliffs. And then we saw two down in that basin below us. And then as we were hiking, we decided to hike all the way back around that basin and follow the ridge. Another ridge come back down the other side of camp. And we hiked down there. So we ended up seeing seven two-points opening day. Yeah. Yes. How many does? 20, 25. More. Probably more. Probably 40 or 50. Plenty of deer. Plenty. Plenty of deer. Plenty optimistic still. Still holding out for a big one, right? Yep. What was your goal? Just to shoot a deer this year. That's not how it started out. Yeah. Okay. That's how you started. (laughs) And then I showed you seven bucks. You were talking about feeding the family. You're just going to put meat in the freezer this year. Yeah. And then opening day comes and goes, and you passed seven bucks. Yep. How come? We saw a big, bigger deer. They weren't that big of, big of two points. Didn't see the quality of deer we wanted. We had plenty <laughs> of time left, right? Yeah. We got above people. We got high on the mountain. We were in deer. Yeah. Just a matter of time until we find the big ones, right? Yep. So that was all opening morning or oh. all opening day? Opening. That was opening morning up to like 10. To like 2. I thought we hiked clear around that other basin and then we dropped down. We saw like two other. We. Because we. Yeah. I thought we went clear back around. We hiked up around that other basin. We got up around that other basin around noon, 12.30. We made lunch. Okay, yeah. Hung out, glassed that big basin, up and down, glassed all kinds of stuff. And then we either, I gave you a decision. You want to hike further down the ridge? And go down towards the lake, and we could work our way down there the evening, or go back to camp. Hunt our way back to camp. You decided you wanted to hunt back to camp. Because it was so windy. It was so windy up there. Terrible. So we ended up hiking back to camp. We probably got back around 2, 2.30. Yeah. Checked in with Mom and Riv, and then we just went for a drive that night and glassed, right? Yep. Saw a bunch more does, but no bucks. Something you know you can count on us having on family trips or any backpacking trips, hunting trips, is you could always count on seeing some form of mountain op supplement or apparel being brought or worn with us. Our boys love the protein bars, as do I, and it's something that I feel good about my kids having while they're out on the mountain working hard. The taste is incredible, which says a lot, right? Kids want to eat them. And I personally really love, especially this time of year, everyone's taking into account dry January or you're just wanting to take care of your health and wellness after the holidays. Slumber has to be my favorite for this taking into consideration. It's one of my favorite products. You see me talking about it all the time and it's because it truly has made a major change in my health and wellness. Slumber is a nighttime recovery drink. So it kind of replaces like that glass of wine at night or just that routine. And that I'm telling you is a huge game changer when you're trying to kick something is just replacing it. This is something you can feel about good about replacing it with. It helps with sleep for deep and restful sleep where you actually wake up feeling rejuvenated and rested. This formula is made with traces of minerals from Great Salt Lake and it's coupled with melatonin. It's great for muscle recovery and it tastes amazing. It's so good. I love the sleepy cider. Cody likes the salted caramel. You just mix it in water and get a sit and sip on it. And I'm telling you, you'll fall asleep into the best (laughs) calming sleep ever. Again, we love their protein bars. They also have incredible gear. I have to tell you their gear, they are like kicking it up a notch on this. You know, we love their Merino wool. And we love their joggers for both the men's and the women's. You have to check out their jackets for this time of year as well, because I'm telling you, they have the best layering jackets. I just got one with like two long zipper pockets up front. So it'll fit your calls, your phone, your snacks, whatever it is you need in that pocket. If you want to shop our favorites, go to mountainops.com 
and enter our code BRIT free ship for free shipping. Again, go to mountainops.com and to support the show, use the code BRIT free ship. What was the weather like on opening morning too? Because we, the what time of year is this and what hunt? We forgot to mention that. Yeah. First of October, rifle hunt. It's in Idaho, which is similar to Utah weather. Yeah. And what do you, what are you usually hoping for that time of year? Snow. How much? A few inches. A few inches to a foot. And did we get that? No. Absolutely not. It's t-shirt weather. Cold in the mornings and evenings, hot during the days. Yep. Dusty roads. How did the next couple days go? Were there any other big moments in the next couple days where you guys were feeling super hopeful with anything or big opportunities that Cooper got on? No, not really. We just saw a bunch of does. We saw like 80 plus does. We went and glassed several basins and canyons. Saw a few more little two points. The second night, I found those two two points fighting. Yeah. Asked you if you wanted to go shoot those. No, they were tiny. (laughs) They were a long ways away, too. Yeah. And it just continued to be hot. We never got... It was still hot. It never cooled down. And it never rained or anything. Then what did we do the next couple days? We decided to try some new area because we couldn't turn up big bucks, right? Yeah. We drove down past the lake up to... We drove up a canyon. A canyon. It's okay. Don't go giving away names or spots. (laughs) We drove up a different canyon. We made a big loop. We checked out some different parts of the area or the unit we've never hunted before. Glass and glass and glass. Cover some country. Just try and find something different that's not working out yet. Learn, Learn some new stuff about the area. Just tried something different. It's so hot. Tried to get high. Tried low. Yeah. Because I got high. Because I got high. <laughs> Do you know that song? What song? Okay. Yeah, Cooper. Uh, how many days in did you start to probably feel a little bit frustrated? Were you feeling pretty frustrated at one point? Because opening morning, you were feeling like, oh, okay, we're, we're back. It's feeling... Hopeful like it was last year, kind of? I think it was, like, day three that I started getting my hopes kind of... They weren't as up as they were when we started. We just saw a bunch of two-point... Or a bunch of does for two days without seeing any bucks. In the first two days, we saw nine two-points. Figured we were sorting out the little ones. Let's go find the big ones, right? Yeah. And then the next two days, we didn't see a buck. No. We probably still saw 60 to 100 does a day. Yeah. With no bucks, right? So what did we decide to try day five? We decided to hike up the mountain again and go and look over in the basin where we saw the other two points. And where we'd seen bigger deer in the past. Yes. So we got up there, glassed some basins. First light, really, I guess, is when I found that two-point with five does, right? Yeah. And I asked you if you wanted to go try him. What'd you tell me? I said, let's go look around at the other basin and see if there's anything in there. And was there? No. We wa- We walked over there. Nothing there. Hiked around another basin, found a doe and two fawns. Yeah. And then I said, we don't really have, this is probably my last chance. We haven't seen a buck in two days. I want to try this one. I think is what you told me is, Dad, we haven't seen a buck in two days. You think I'll get another opportunity? What did I tell you? Maybe, but this is probably one of your best ones. I think I said if it was called killing, they'd call it killing instead of hunting. Probably. You say that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. If you're okay with shooting that two-point, let's go try him. What would you say? Let's go kill him. (laughs) 
What did we do? We went and killed him. Okay, but there we was hiked, a lot there was a up lot. to killing a two-point that day. <laughs> yeah. We put in a lot of work for that two-point. We're sitting around the campfire telling our friends, after you get back to camp, how it all went down. Tell, Tell us, us the story of your first deer. When I said I want to try him, um, we hiked around the next basin. We wanted to try. We wanted to try and get around to a bench, and I kind of took us up. We had to drop back down probably 100 feet in elevation was dad just letting you lead the way when you say you took you guys up yes he he pointed he said let's go around there and over to that bench so we started going and we kind of started going up and he told me to go back down so we started kind of just side hilling and somewhat down and then I remember kind of starting to go back up again. And we ended up probably 50 feet above the bench when we got over to it. You're talking about the first the first basin one. and the first bench, The first bench, basin, right? yeah. Yep. Then we dropped down and got on that bench where we had a good shooting spot. We got set up on him. He disappeared into the thick, what was it, oak, oak brush? with his does. Yeah. All we saw was the does for like 15 minutes and then the does. Yeah. How far can you shoot? The furthest I've shot was is 700 yards. 750. 750, yeah. And can you hit that target? Yeah. An MOA target at 750? Yeah. So you practiced that shot? I've practiced that shot. How far were you set up on him? I think we were 550 yards. Because when we like first saw him, we were eight, like 8.30. No, around that other basin, I don't think we could get a range. We had to hike around that other basin, and then we were 520 yards from him, I believe. But we got you set up on him, 520. Yeah. Did you have a good shooting position? I had a really good shooting position when I was there. Solid? Solid. I was practicing... Dialed? Wouldn't have missed? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I was holding Coops on bushes really for... Good I was holding on bushes for like 15 seconds at a time. But then when he came up, I couldn't find him. Because when he came out, he just busted out for the does. The does came out first. Does we came out first. Coming out. Yeah. He came out from a completely different angle. And never stopped. Almost he just tried to bottom. catch up with him. Yep. Huh? Stayed moving. We lost him over the ridge, so we got our stuff packed up, and we headed around the next ridge to try and get over to another bench. I went way too high. I took us, how far do you think, above the bench that we wanted to go to? We like were 200 yards. We were a long ways off, and I had a terrible angle and position. And then we saw him. He busted out, but, I, but the sagebrush was so tall, and we were on such an angle, I couldn't, I couldn't see him through the scope. We had him at like 180 yards, but it was so steep. The sagebrush isn't real high, but no, but it's just so steep. Trying to stand up and get steady, and you couldn't see over it. He was just right underneath us. Yeah. Then we hiked over, and we were probably almost right above them and the does. Some of the does were squirting out across yeah. the canyon too, right? Yeah. They saw us. And then right as we got there, I saw him. He he popped up. We couldn't. He went down into the trees, so we went. So we packed up and we went over around to the next little basin again. Down the ridge. Down the ridge, yeah. And we got, and we saw him. He popped up 480 yards down. No, he was like 180. When he popped out on the ridge? 
when he was at the Ridge, I think he was 268 or something like that, about 270, 275. So we popped out there. I tried to get on him. He kept moving, and I couldn't get on him. But I was in a terrible position. I was sitting on one leg, kneeling on the other. I had both. I I had the one backpack stacked, and it was against a bush. And I had the gun right there. And he, I think when I shot, he was at like 450 yards. He kept moving, kept moving, kept moving. I kept telling you, you know, I think at one point I told you to dial it a click over 300. Yeah. Because he kept moving. He moved a lot further than we thought, didn't he? Yeah. I had the parallax dialed to 300, and the shot was blurry because he was at about 400. But you could make out the outline of the horns when you took the shot, right? Yeah. I could see that he had horns. I could tell it was him. Just needed to dial that parallax, but you got lined up. Yep. Could tell it was him. the silhouette with the parallax with the blurry. Yep. Or jam. Center mass. But I was shaking and in a bad position. Center mass, front to back, up, up and down. Pretty close. You didn't put it on his lungs? Behind the front shoulder? Yeah, behind the front shoulder. What were you shooting? The 28 nozzler. And with your shooting position and the distance we thought he was, did you make a great shot? No. Where'd you hit him? The guts. What were your thoughts when... Did you watch it hit him? I watched him run off, but I couldn't. I could tell he was hit. I just didn't know if he was hit good. There's a moment that I think so many hunters have, especially when it comes to like your first deer, big game animal, where you make the shot and you are pretty damn sure you made contact with it, or you know. What were your, what was like, did you have a moment of solitude? Were you just like grateful? Were you like, was it somber? What were your thoughts? I, I knew I shot him. I watched him disappear in my scope. I thought he went down. I was really happy. I was excited. Did you rush the shot or were you panicked? Because he finally stopped again? I think I was panicked because he just finally stopped and it was just that brief moment that I had. Take the shot now or lose it? Yeah. From gut shooting him, we could definitely plan on taking a few few seconds and plan on taking a better shot, couldn't we? Yes. But with the adrenaline and excitement and everything, your first year, nothing ever goes perfect, right? No. We plan for it to be perfect every time, but it's not always perfect, right? No. With him moving that much, I told you to dial a little bit. You dialed a little bit. It was further than we thought. He moved further than we thought. Was the elevation good? No. We could have dialed a little more left and right. Maybe you weren't as steady, but at the end of the day, what happened? I killed a deer. Which deer? My first one. We stayed on him, watched him, found him. We didn't stay on him because we lost no, him in the we trees. we lost him in the trees. Found him again, and about when you were to make a follow-up shot, he went down, right? Mm-hmm. So he didn't suffer long. It was a good shot. Yeah. I don't know if you got liver or what you got, but it wasn't a horrible shot. It wasn't gut, gut guts. Right. So you made a good shot, and you killed your first deer. Yep. And we radioed mom at camp, told her to bring rivers and a backpack. And and we were excited. When we got that, we were hooting and hollering, and your brother has been wanting to help you pack out your deer. Since he knew that you were going to go deer hunting. Yeah. The first thing he said was, grab my skin and knife. I'm ready to go help Cooper and my backpack. And so it was fun that we were close enough that we were able to come meet you guys. And you guys were able to watch us drive down the road, right? Mm -hmm. We told you when to stop. Yep. And then dad told me and Riv to start hiking up a certain hill. (laughs) Which looked easy from the ground and from up there. But man... What is it, oak brush? Yeah. Oak brush, buck brush. All, All kinds sorts of, brush. of thick. Lambs ears. Taller than 
poor Riv and we're climbing through that stuff. And finally we just threw them on my mystery ranch backpack. And it turns out it makes a perfect little shelf and <laughs> thing to hold on to. And I just kept praying we were getting closer and closer and we didn't miss you guys somehow. Cause I was so excited to come see Coop's first year. And then we did, we got close enough and you guys, we kind of saw each other. We'd already found you, dear. Drug him up to the top of the ridge. Yep. Dropped our backpacks and went and found Mom and Rev, huh? Yeah. Got to share the moment. Yeah, that was really cool to be able to share the moment and walk up with you and for you to be able to show us your deer in the field and be able to help you do the field care on your deer and start that and do it as a family. We make some good teamwork, I think. I was, I was glad to have you guys there to help me. Pretty awesome. Proud of you. Thanks. What were your thoughts on doing the field care on your deer? Because you've helped before do stuff, I've but helped. this time it was a lot more hands-on because we wanted you to be yeah truly learning and doing. I did a lot more than I've done on any other big game animal that we've killed and I've helped with. Yeah. Did you get a bring and use something pretty dang special up on your deer hunt? I got to bring my great-grandpa's skinning knife and his or bright orange hunting hat. <laughs> and it is good looking. And the skinning knife worked really good, too. Did you go through and sharpen it before we went up there? Yeah. And one that your brother also got, too. Yep. And it was pretty awesome watching you and Dad and Rivers use that and take a piece of Grandpa and a memory up there. Kind of honor his memory, huh? Yeah. Pretty awesome. Pretty cool. He hadn't died a month or two before that, right? Yeah. Got to go use it and think of him and all the hunts he got to go on and do the same thing. Pretty yeah. awesome. And we we got it done pretty quick. We did. Ish, considering we were kind of showing and doing as we went. Yeah. It was so fun watching, too. <laughs> it was fun for us to get a walk up onto it, but watching Rivers walk up was just like... Yeah. Man, like, you could tell you were glowing. And he was just like... He walked up to it and he's like, Nice trophy two-point, Coop. <laughs> That's exactly what he told me. He said, Nice trophy two-point. Giving you a bone. He's supportive. <laughs> he's so supportive. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. Giving you bones. Wanting pictures with his brother's trophy two-point. Yeah. Telling the world about it. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, we got it done pretty quick. Is it a trophy? No. It, it uh, To me, it is, but... There you go. Not big. Then it's a trophy. It's a trophy. Yeah. It's your first deer. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. And you did. You fed your family. It's been delicious, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So we got him all... Because it was still pretty warm that day. Yeah. It was. So that was interesting. We got it all... Skin out. He had so many ticks on him. Yeah, I think that was nasty. It was na- it was nasty watching them go in and out of his. Like you could tell that they knew he was dead because you could see him moving in and out of his yeah. hair, like leaving at the host. It was nasty. Got the meat hung up, and then we all took a load. Even Riv. Yeah. Took a load, and we started to hike off. Was that? A good feeling, knowing yeah. you'd done it. Because for a while, it was feeling pretty, like, gloomy. Yeah. And <laughs> the fact of, are we going to... Because we were seeing so many dough before that. It so just didn't many. feel like there was any no. left. And I have a question for you. How do you feel about your website? If it's anything except for you are in love with your website, you need to keep listening. My friends, Jen and Jeff over at Tonic Site Shop have hands down the best, most strategic and unique show website templates in the game, and they just launched their new collections. I am in love with their designs, Manhattan, that's what my website is, and their new sales pages and even their add-on pages are on point. They have their own link pages that you'll see if you go to thereckoningpodcast.com forward slash links, something like that. So you're not having to use a basic link tree. If I had you at new website, because that's on your to-do list for this year and you've had it on there for way too long, let's be honest, it's time to make it happen. Download it today and launch it next week. 
No, I'm not exaggerating. In fact, their newest templates are designed to launch faster than ever. No excuses. I mean, hello. Why would you not? They've got amazing payment plans too, which is amazing, especially after the holidays and making that business investment. And the cherry on top, I've got a discount code that saves you 15% off. Just use the code reckoning15 to save big bucks on your new website. Again, go to tonicsiteshop.com and use code reckoning15 for 15% off your new beautiful website. How are the other hunters and people you hunted with up there? Like you guys are the, just the people up there. The people, the other hunters. They were not not pleasant. Not great, were they? No. Not sportsmen. No. They weren't sportsmen. They weren't considerate. They weren't respectful. Just ignorant people, wasn't it? There was the one guy, though, no, when we got down there. We packed your deer off the mountain and got back to the side-by-side. And shout out to that guy. Way to be a considerate sportsman and stop and congratulate a young man on his first deer. That's what it's all about. You don't know what people are going through, what they're up against, what they're doing, how hard they've worked. Be sportsmen. Help each other. Not everybody's out there to ruin everybody's hunt not everybody's out there to take other people's deer everybody's up there doing the same thing to enjoy it right right have some consideration and some support support each other hunters don't need to fight hunters yeah there's enough people fighting us outside of our own group support it people don't realize that i had to buy a tag a non-resident tag just to take you to hunt your non-resident deer the money we spent to go up there and do that to be that ignorant and treated like that yeah. just ridiculous so i'd like to meet that guy and buy him a beer because that was awesome the way he stopped and congratulated a young man on his first deer good job share information share hunting stories yeah we need more people like that don't we yes did that make you feel good when he stopped and told you congratulations? Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. And you deserved it because you worked hard. I mean, that's a year's you worth of... You worked harder than most of the people we saw hunting that unit, didn't you? Yeah. Almost everyone we saw there was just driving. You were higher. You hiked further. You hiked higher. You glassed more. Like, you earned your deer. Always hope for a big one, right? Right. But not always what the you same get. as the small one. Yep. Good stuff. Yeah. I love that. I'm glad we were finally able to sit down and kind of capture it all. I wanted to be able to do it sooner than later so we didn't forget all the little details because sometimes it's hard, huh? Even just what we're two months out of it. Yeah. <laughs> a little hazy of what day and how many deer. Leave yep. it to dad. <laughs> down to he knows what count yeah everything putting the christmas tree up telling me asking me do you know what this sheds where this sheds from <laughs> no this one's from there this one's from here oh yeah dad's got it nailed down i'm curious if there was anything dad kind of brought up a really good point when it comes to just lessons learned and things to think even just for other people if there was anything specifically that you learned from this hunt or the last year doing now two seasons of deer hunting in Idaho and getting your first deer. Get a steady position and make sure you're on the deer. Get get on his vitals and hold on his vitals good. Get Paralyze. a steady shot. Parallax. That's what you told me you learned the most from that hunt. Yes. Take the time to adjust it, huh? Yup. Makes a difference. I, one of the big things that I love about the podcast and Reckoning is that it's all about encouraging families and kids and women and obviously other men that are interested in the outdoors that aren't familiar with it to go out and get in nature and go on an adventure and do something scary. I'm sure there's been many a times that where you've been a little bit nervous. 
outside (laughs) doing things. Um, But I'm curious, Coop, if you've got anything for kids that are starting out, if there's anyone that's maybe listening with their dad or their mom or how, I mean, I hope they didn't just come across this. (laughs) But if there's any advice you would have for the kids as far as going out doors and getting into nature. Practice shooting and practice getting, like, just be ready. Can you think of some advice? Bigger than that, I would say don't be afraid to try. Yeah. Don't talk yourself out of it. Kids, Coop out hikes me and pushes harder than I do as long as his attitude's in it. If he gets a bad attitude or is having an unpleasant experience, you kind of get down and want to go back and don't want to push as hard and everything else. Yeah. But physically, you can do it. Mentally, you just got to tell yourself, let's go try it. Let's go outwork the next guy. Let's get higher. Yeah. Let's go further. You can do it. Yeah. Sometimes you just get down. And I think that's the thing is just don't be afraid to go try. Yeah. Let's go hike over the next mountain. Let's go try something different. Let's just outwork the next guy, basically. Yeah. Earn it. I think the first hike with mom, I I didn't I didn't have a last good, year. It, yeah, last year. I didn't have a I didn't have a good attitude. I wasn't I didn't really want to go and hike. But I still hiked and put in the effort. And then when I went with you, I hiked a lot more and put in a lot more effort. Did I help, like, teach you anything, or was it just a matter of, like, going and doing? It was just a matter of going and doing it. Like, you saw it wasn't so bad once you got up there and hiked it? Yeah. You had the easy way out. You wanted to take the easy way, right? Right. You just wanted to drive around and shoot one. You didn't want to go outwork the next guy and shoot one. And that's the biggest thing. You just got to want to go do it, and you can do it. And that's what I wanted to do this year. Anybody, I did. anybody can go do it, right? Right. Do you think it was because that you were looking at a mountain and realizing you literally had to hike up a mountain? Yeah. And you're like, that's going to be steep. It's cold. It's windy. Was it just all those elements? You were just getting into your own head about it? Yes. Don't, don't let, don't get in your head. Yeah. Stay out of your head and you'll do fine. And be willing to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And once you started going, were you like learning things about yourself along the way in the way that what works for Mm -hmm. you so you can enjoy yourself? Yeah. Be willing to try. It's not so bad when you go do it, is it? No. When you actually go and do it and you tell yourself that you can do it, you don't get in your head. It's fun. It's enjoyable. it's, It's not work. It's fun. Right. I think that's good advice, Cooper. It's kind of reflecting, huh? Yeah. I'm also curious from your standpoint because I've had, I've never had a kid on, a tween, I guess, is what you are. I've never had someone from your age group to give advice to parents because I'm always asking what advice you have for someone that's like wanting to take your kids out hunting. So from your standpoint and the times that we've taken you out and all the different elements and adventures, is there any advice that's been good or helpful from your parents doing for you or something maybe even we could do better? Oh, Jesus. This is your chance. (laughs) Do I need to be more patient? Do I need to be... Less pushing. Bringing snacks. Talking to you about things. Snacks. Snacks help. (laughs) Snacks help. Snacks help. He's my kid. I know. (laughs) Snack packs kid. (laughs) No, I think when you're, when you push me, it's, I think it's good because it's, it helps me grow as a hunter. When you push me. Realize your own potential. Right. Maybe your advice is listen. Right. Most most advice comes from experience, so maybe it's worth the work they're telling us it's going to take. Yeah. Yeah, but it's his advice advice to adults taking kids. Well, that's that's true. So so motivate you and keep pushing you? Motivate and push. That's what... Try and make it the most comfortable we can with snacks. (laughs) 
snacks and warm clothing or warm, whatever warm gear you need gear. to make work. The trekking poles they made a big good difference. Yep. They they made they make hiking a lot easier. Well, and that's something too is even if they don't have something and you see them struggling with something or you've got some type of gear that helps, letting them try it and seeing if it's worth something that they can get. You think? Yeah. Cause is there anything I have you want to try? No. Sweet ass binoculars. <laughs> Rangefinder <and> binoculars. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, cause I remember on your buffalo hunt, you let me try your trekking poles, and they made a big difference. And that's what I asked for the next Christmas, cause they made hiking a lot better and easier. Especially with weight. Yes. Especially when you're packing, it made packing the deer out easier with yeah. the gun and the skull. Especially downhill. Yeah, downhill makes a huge difference going downhill. What's your favorite optic? He's really trying to get us sponsored by Vortex. <laughs> no. <laughs> but also. <laughs> but also. Hey, Vortex. Vortex. You know. <laughs> I, I meant a binocular oh, rifle scope, I, spotting scope. I don't but know. We, uh, they're all vortex, so it doesn't matter. They're all vortex, so it doesn't... Sponsoring me at this point wouldn't do any good. I bought everything. <laughs> I think the biggest takeaway from all the advice that you've given is fantastic. But I think, too, when it comes to all that, the reason why you have that advice and why anyone would need it would just be reaching out going to out the and youth doing it. and taking them in the first place. I think you're really lucky in the fact that your dad wants to take you with. And I think that says a lot about you as a person and the fact that you're willing to go do the hard stuff. But don't you think that's some really like reaching out and actually asking and taking them with and stepping back a little bit. And I don't want to say that it's like selfish to not take them, but sometimes you do have to, don't you think Cody? Take who? The youth. Oh, if you're not taking them, it's definitely selfish. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier to be like, well, it'd be easier just to go by myself. It would be. But do you want to promote our, what do you call it, lifestyle? Mm -hmm. Can't call it an industry, but your lifestyle, lifestyle, your livelihood. Yeah. Like, how many times have you eaten beef in your life? Not a lot. <laughs> what have you eaten your whole life? Wild game. I've grown up on wild game. Deer, elk, buffalo, antelope. And when you've eaten beef, do you prefer it? No. The <laughs> 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 look on your face. Yeah, disgust. You look disgusted. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> What's your favorite wild game? That one's tough. Antelope steaks are good. Uh, I like bear tacos. There's just a lot of good... Depends on how you cook it. What's your favorite? Uh, favorite meal? With wild game. With wild game. Any game. <laughs> you can throw beef in there. I'm not scared. <laughs> it's not going to be in there. <laughs> Probably the... Garlic, garlic salt and butter steaks that we do in the frying pan. Your tenderloins. My tenderloins, awesome. Tenderloins Delicious. off your deer with just nothing but garlic salt and butter. Yeah, that's yeah. all it is. That was this year too. Yeah, just got home, pan seared it. Dinner and then like the same week I made it for breakfast. I made that next. <laughs> <laughs> and look, you're 11 and you're you not only harvested your own meat you sat and cooked it for yourself too yeah that's pretty cool it's way awesome i'm proud of you buddy you did a really good job thanks so i asked you a question what's your favorite optic my binos why they're just compact easy to carry use them I use them more than more than any the rifle scope 
the spotting mm-hmm. skill binos are essential. Yes. Every hunt. You spend more time on binos just locating than you do definitely more than you look through with a rifle scope. Right. How many people did we see looking through the rifle scope instead of a spotting scope or binoculars? So many. The head shake that Cooper just gave of <laughs> disgust and disgrace. It's not sportsmanlike. No. It's not ethical. Shouldn't be done, but we saw so much of it. But we use our binos so much. Then we confirm, look closer with spotting scopes, a small percentage of the time. Yeah. Even smaller percentage with the rifle scope, right? Yep. You're spot on. Binos are huge. Do you think that that's something that you would suggest if kids are starting to go out and hunt and be outdoors? Is that something as like youth that you got at a young age that you were grateful that you were able to immediately start kind of being a part Definitely. of the hunting party? For sure, because... Um I didn't have a spotting scope for a while, but I've always had binos, and they've always, I've always used binos more than anything. They're just light and compact, and they're just, they're good. They're awesome. Nice. Lightning round of questions real quick. You ready? (laughs) Sure. What is some of your favorite gear that you've used, whether it's like backpack, pants, gaiters, whatever? That you would recommend someone get for their kids? Um, trekking poles for sure. Um, gaiters, they make a big difference when you wear them. Good hiking boots for sure. Yeah. What is your favorite camp? What about a good backpack? A good backpack makes, makes a, huge a, di- a huge difference. Have you tried some crappy backpacks? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What are your favorite kind of snacks to have? Because you mentioned snacks. Snacks are important. <laughs> what does Cooper have in his backpack that makes things better? I usually have some spicy pickles. Mm. Yeah. I have um, usually that and a protein bar. Yeah. Mountain Ops protein bar. Nice work. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> and what flavor? Cinnamon. Cinnamon. Um, swirl. Cinnamon swirl. Is that what it is? Yeah. Similar old ones. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're good. What is the next animal hunt that you're wanting to go on? What can we look forward to? What is it that we've got to look forward to? Have you back on, Coop? (laughs) I want to do, I want to do an elk hunt. Yeah? Yeah. Me too. (laughs) A bull elk? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Get specific. Where at? Here? Utah's fine? Utah. Yeah? Utah. With a rifle or a bow? Rifle. Rifle all the way? Yeah. Nice. Dad left. Should we wait for him to finish? Any other thoughts you want to add in? I do want to try bow hunting. I kind of want to get... Because I need to get my bow strings lengthened back out for me. Yeah. Because they're too short. But I want to try... A bow turkey. A a turkey with a bow this year. That'd be sweet. I want to try shooting a turkey with a bow. Is your bow ready for that? No. No. Could probably almost use mine. Probably. Would you shoot your turkey with a pink bow? Yeah. Hell yeah, you would. That'd be sweet, huh? Would it be sweet? (laughs) You you look questionable about that. Coop's going to shoot his turkey with my bow this year. You signed me up for it. <laughs> Why can't Coop like use this. his bow? I don't know. He said it's not ready. I said, my, like I, I said my strings are too short. I just need them longer. Your cams. You can adjust your bow. I can? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Your wah, wah. Your bow is basically the same as mom's. We can adjust it. Okay. As much as you want. Then we'll have to. Coop, I appreciate you coming on. And like I said, I am very grateful that we were able to sit down and gather all this fun stuff and capture these memories. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're welcome, buddy. Do you have any last thoughts or anything you want to say about the hunt or anything before we go? 
It was fun. We put in a lot of work. It was worth it. You did. It was worth it. Your jerky's pretty delish, huh? It's good. Any last thoughts, Dad? A man of many words. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Is it worth the work? Yes. Right. I'm just reiterating. Like he was saying, last year he wasn't checked in. This year he was. Yeah. Go further, harder, outwork the next guy. It'll pay off, right? We didn't find a bigger deer, but we still found... A deer. Meat in the freezer. Watched a lot of people be unsuccessful and... Kept working, kept working, days without a buck, kept working, kept hiking to the top of the mountain, made it happen. Yeah. And one of the best family vacations, I think. Yeah. It was just us. It was pretty awesome. Well, I love you both. Thanks for coming on and doing this with me. Yeah. You done? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Say love you, thank you, but you never put the microphone over. You can do it. You can do it now. Love you, thank you. You're welcome. For having you on. Yeah. You're welcome. That's nice of you. Should I turn it off? Please don't forget to subscribe. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating and review. It seriously helps more than you know. If you took something away from this podcast or you enjoyed it, please take a screenshot of you listening to it or a selfie and tag us on Instagram at The Reckoning Podcast or me at Brittany.long. We're excited to chat with you next week.